are Gathering of the Geeks, a podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out episode four, the one where we discuss a beast called hype. I am one of your hosts, Emmett, and I am joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you tonight, my friend? I can't complain. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, doing good. Um, it was kind of a strange week. You know, we're almost the last, our last show of January, which is kind of cool. You know, kind we started, of. This in, started this in January. It's our fourth episode. Uh, by the time we do our next one, it'll be February. So uh, our next episode will be our fifth episode. You know, who knows if that's even a, a monument to discuss. But, uh, you know, maybe it's something for us. <laughs> well, I can say I'll see you next month. So yeah, that's that. right. <laughs> See you next month. <laughs> we also have our brand new uh, screen thing here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you call this, but it, it, our new layout. It's a layout. Yeah, we'll it's call a layout, it a layout. layout. Screen thing layout. It's it's similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to Cindy for making this for us. Yeah, we're uh, we're pretty much a work in progress. Um, as we go along, we're, uh, things will change and uh, things might look look a little different. So uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Cindy. Uh, very big help. Uh, for hooking this up with this uh, cool little uh, layer for us. Um, thank you to everybody in the chats so early already. Eric grabs Cookie. Uh, Lauren, and up at the top was DC Patrol. Thanks so much for coming on. And L as well. Thanks so much for joining uh, so early, even before the show even starts. Just to uh, have a little fun in the chats. That, uh, that makes us happy as well, seeing everybody um there so guys we're going to get into what we usually get into which is our week uh, kind of uh, rundown week in review um let us know what you guys read what you watched what you guys um got into this week grabs says he's a work in progress yeah or your wife says you're a work in progress yeah that's a that's a common trend i think i think we are sure yeah or everyone's a work in progress for yeah. sure <laughs> uh chris what'd you get up to this week man um i read saga hmm? i did yeah I did. I, I read Saga because I saw the hype around. Oh, you were hyped for it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to check out this this Goat People book. Uh, so I did that. I read that. Um, I caught up on some Marvel stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. They launched a new Wolverine series this month um, from Benjamin Percy called the oh, yeah. um, X Lives or Ten Lives of Wolverine. Then it, it's got its um, it's accompanied by X or Ten Lo- Ten Deaths of Wolverine. They come out biweekly from each other or like one okay. one week something whatever. Um, I get scatterbrained with that, but, uh, so I read that, that was interesting. And, uh, so it's like 10 lives, like he dies in every issue or like, you know, how does that work? I really have no idea. I read it. So you have the lives issue and the death issue are completely different. Mm. Like they have no connection really whatsoever. One of them feels more like a sequel to Inferno, whereas the other one, I don't even know what the purpose of it is yet, but I like it. Okay, It's hmm. something I'll keep reading. It's Benjamin Percy writing Wolverine, which I always enjoy. The only thing with his Wolverine that I've noticed throughout um, since he's been writing the character is he makes Wolverine a little bit smarter and more articulate than I'm used to. Oh, yeah, not just saying bub all the time? Yeah, because that's what I'm kind of used to him. Hey, bub, I'm, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what he does. Yeah. But Percy's Wolverine, he, I guess it's because he's older. You know, this is not the younger Wolverine. Time has right. passed. So, of course, he may, you know, pick up a few things along the way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not complaining. I like it. It's just different. But yeah, it, it, I agree with Lauren. It is way better than I was hoping for, even thinking it would be, because... 
they have not really said what this story even is. They've been very vague about it. So, Like where it's going to lead, you mean? No, just what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been very vague. It's, it's been more like, hey, look at this cool cover, which, you know, I'm a sucker for anyway, so of yeah. course I'm going to read it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Give me a cool cover and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of all I got up to as far as the, the reading part. I don't think I read anything else that I could remember right now. And then watching, um, I did finish Euphoria. I am all caught up for that. Oh, why? Wow. Nice. Yeah, that so was be a able lot to watch. Episode th- four is tonight or episode three? I yeah, episode remember. four. I'm pretty excited. Four is tonight. Nice. Yeah, I'm invested in the characters now. Fez is the best thing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's interesting that, you know, you didn't read a lot this week, and uh, I am about the same. I read Saga 55, um, you know, the big, long return of Saga. So, you know, you're somebody who hasn't read um you know episode or issues one to 54 Mm -hmm. um you know what's your initial impression after reading issue 55 it's a mixture of what did i just read Mm -hmm. and i think i like what i just read yeah somewhere in that middle ground because Uh i don't quite get it but i like it that that's a perfect thing is you don't you don't know what it is but you like what, right. you, what you're seeing i think that's that's a, a perfectly and after reading you know i've read all 54 and 55 issues i'm pretty much the exact same thing i have no idea what's going on you know what's going to happen but you know it's incredible to read i'm kind of considering going back and reading the other issues yeah well i it, that's an easy recommendation for me is is for you to do that i know you're not the only one like i i wrote a review for issue 55 you can read it um at the gww.com or you can hit the link in my twitter bio i wrote a review and i said exactly that um you know that not a lot of people it it being one of the most popular comic series ever not everyone has read it Mm. um i know more than a couple people uh, that have not read it you including one of it um and i know that um l and sergio from house of nerd l who's in the comments uh is the same that you know they just haven't read it or they haven't read all of it um, so it's not uncommon that you haven't, um, it, but, you know, it being out of print for so long, um, like it's been such a long time since issue, issue 54, um, you know, it's not, it's not a weird thing. It hasn't been in the, uh, the comic zeitgeist for, for so long. So you're not the only one, um, but I'm happy you did read it. Um, I mentioned yeah. to you that, you know, I'm just happy that you did read it. I asked you if you read it. Um, you know, it seemed like it was the biggest comic in the world that came out. It did um, this, this week. past week. It was everywhere. Right. So. Yeah, that's so why I kept saying, it's like, okay, I guess I have to read this. And it, it's different, you know, it's, it's very different. Also, it's weird how it, it's like it has the kid stuff, but then it's got some other stuff toward the end. And now I'm, I'm starting to just grasp the concept that indie comics, it's like watching an HBO show. That's right. That's kind of what I've grasped now. <laughs> Anytime I pick up anything independent, be ready for that. Mm-hmm. It's not going to yeah, surprise well- me anymore. Yeah, we mentioned that last week when we were talking about Bolero Number One, mm-hmm. um, how how it you know um, different that was in uh, adult wise and rating wise. Um, yeah, and I agree about Saga. You know, it's got the goofy stuff. It's narrated by a it's ten fun. year old girl, you know, ten year old girl named Hazel. Um, but in the background, um, you know, her mother and father are constantly having sex and talking about sex. There's always constant uh, visualization um, uh, in in a sexual nature. There's also incredible violence in the, in in. Uh, every issue and uh, throughout the whole the whole series. So yeah, it, it and Brian K. Vaughn, who um, does this very well again. Paper Girls, another one, mm-hmm. a teenage kind of story, but still deals with a lot of adult um, matters. Why the Last Man, same kind of thing. 
Um, so yeah, he draws that line where it's it's got the the I, I guess you would call it comedy to it. Yeah. That's, that's, and but then it's also got the real world and even you know out of this world uh, stupid and uh, idiotic things that that make the series. Um, it, it I think that's of, what makes it what it is. It kind of feels like um, kind of like Star Wars to me, but mm. like a different corner of the Star Wars universe. Like one we haven't really seen a lot of. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the way the characters are, and of course it, it's very sci-fi, and in the looks of certain characters, it just feels like that—that's what it reminds me of, like some kind of, um, I don't know, just a corner of Star Wars, mm-hmm. like that that casino planet nobody liked. Although this does look cool, <laughs> casino planet. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot what it was called. You, you know the one from Last Jedi? Um, what was it? Was it Canto? I was about to call it Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> yeah. Canto bite, isn't it? Or I think I think you're right. It's Canto yeah, bite right. or Canto I, bright. What uh, awful! It's, it's awful definitely not Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, but. that would be cool if it was Banjo Kazooie. Um, another interesting thing about Saga that I did want to mention that it's the price of it. This issue it was 44 pages, I think, and it's 2.99 American, uh, oh. which is like which is like three dollars and you know 25 cents, 50 cents Canadian. It's one of the cheaper um, books on the market. Yeah, there's and it, it's going to continue like that. It's two ninety nine solicited at least for the next four issues. There's not a lot of comics that are like that. Um, you know, big name comics, oversized issue comics um, that are you know two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I commend Image. I commend you know Brian K. Vaughan, um, whoever's in control of pricing um, for Saga fifty five and beyond that making it that kind of price. Um, I think that's very commendable that they did that because you know the biggest thing in the world is everyone's talking about how much comic pricing um, has you know inflated over the years and um, look no further than what Saga and Image is doing with Saga making a two ninety nine comic. Um, so I commend them for that. I do too because you know you look at DC and Marvel. Um, I didn't realize it still the other day the last um, Batman book I bought the the fancier covers that I've been buying they're a dollar extra. I know that doesn't mean much. But when sure. we're talking four ninety nine to five ninety nine, it kind of makes you think. Well, Saga is longer, I think, than most of these books, and it's half mm-hmm. the price. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a difference. It, even though we're only talking a couple bucks, it matters, especially when you're buying more than one comic per week. But that's that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> yeah, it's not nothing. Um, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it, it, it's not nothing for sure. And as Grab says in in the in the comments here. Um, you know, crappy comics were two ninety nine, sure, but one of the biggest comics ever, um, and one of I, I I think issue fifty five is one of the best saga issues ever, being two ninety nine. Um, I think that's outstanding. Well, we might have to start the saga book club. It seems to be a thing in the comments, and I see that. I mean, I kind of want to read it anyway, so maybe that'll be a fun thing we can all do. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll hook that up. But Lauren's got the idea of reading uh, one volume a month until we're all cut up. Um, I think there's nine volumes. Um, so if we, uh, I know the next one is out, uh, issue 56 is out February 23rd. So uh, there's more time to get caught up, Chris, and everyone else. And we can obviously, anyone, we can all talk about it. And maybe we'll start a thread and we'll have a little Saga discussion every once in a while. I know we did that. I did that a while ago. I was rereading Saga before this. And you now I posted uh, a couple things on my Twitter every once in a while. Um, just some of that odd saga-ness that uh, that uh, is at least in every issue something weird that's happening um it's just fun to talk about um 
so that's uh, it for uh, our comics that we got into this week. Um, Chris, what did you, uh, you watch this week? Anything? Uh, I watched Super and Lois, of course, which I am mm-hmm. still over the moon about. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to babble on about that. I do have the show with Zeddy you guys can check out. World's Finest over at the Vigilante 1939's YouTube channel. You can mm-hmm. also just find them on Twitter. Um, I watched that. Uh, I loved it. I did watch Boba Fett. Uh, the book of Boba Fett this week, and this is the best episode. This was the best episode of the series so far, in my opinion. Mm. Um, not only in terms of just quality of the story, but it looked the best, mm. and I feel like it was directed the best. Bryce Dallas Howard, I mean, I think she's a fantastic director, and I felt this way after the other stuff she's done. Give her a trilogy of her own if she wants it. <laughs> That that seems to be the big general consensus they see online right now is about her getting her own mm-hmm. um, Star Wars property. Yeah, I'd be totally in for that. She's good at what she does. I mean, we already knew that anyway. But I, I just, you know, it's also kind of the contrast when we look at it this way because we've sat through, and I'm going to use that term, we've sat through four episodes. Struggled. Of, right, of Book <laughs> of Boba Fett. And then you get Book of Boba Fett, the Mando chapter. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, there's a huge difference in quality in every part of it. So so I want to get to that. I've seen uh, the latest episode as well. Let's get into the idea that how this wasn't an issue of the Book of Boba Fett. It was mm-hmm. an extension basically of season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you think about that whole thing? I think it was kind of inevitable. Yeah. I th- do you I think, think it, was it was on purpose? Like... I don't know if this was a real thing. Like, were they watching screeners of the Book of Boba Fett? Was Disney watching screeners of the Book of Boba Fett like saying, okay, we need something. We need a change. We need somewhere for this to go. Let's make a change and, you know, let's let's pivot away from Boba Fett and start making more Mandalorian stuff. Do you think that was on purpose that way? Or do you think story-wise this is what they had planned all along? No, I think this was the plan all along because I think like the MCU, they're building a um, kind of like a cohesive Star Wars universe. And, you know, it, it, you put uh, Mandalorian, who's arguably one of the most popular Star Wars characters right now, you put him on the show because this is kind of where he belongs anyway. It's his wheelhouse, you know? So to me, it felt like a natural progression. It's just, it was just kind of jarring the way it happens, considering we've had the four weeks without him and no mention yeah. of him, yeah. which I suppose was to let um, uh, Boba Fett to stand on his own for a while, I guess. The, see, and your last line there, I guess. I don't know yeah, I what they're doing, okay? I, I, I agree with you that if, if we're calling this uh, an episode of the Book of Boba Fett, it was the best one yet. Um, I think it's it's not a coincidence that the best episode didn't have anything to do with Boba Fett and his storyline. You know, and didn't have anything to do with the Tusken Raiders or um, the flashbacks or even the stuff that's having it happening at present day with the mayor and all that, um, you know, the Vespa nonsense. stuff, any of that stuff. The nonsense. Um, so I don't think that's a coincidence, but I don't know if it, I, I guess we'll find out next uh, week, you know, if they continue along with, you know, there's a Mando teasing the stuff that he's got the armor and he's going to go see Grogu and give him armor, which yeah, is weird something. to think about. Yeah. Or something. We don't really know what it is. It's a bag full of chain links. It looks like, um, but I wonder how this progresses going forward. Obviously we saw Fennec Shane at the end, um, but are you okay with them to continue this? Um, you know, this trajectory with Mandalorian, with Mando? Absolutely. Or do you want them... Okay. Are you, you're you okay with just Boba just being gone? Or do you yeah. want them to be some kind of, you know, cohesiveness between the two uh, of them? Now? 
I mean, I'm okay with the like if they do like a Mandalorian team up kind of thing. That that's fine with me. I don't mind it. Um, if they do want to go back to Boba Fett, really, like jokes aside, that's fine. I just think that we're at a point where we need to start to understand what this show is for. Because at this point, we still don't really, I don't think we know enough of the present to grasp what, why we're watching this. The past stuff I thought was great. I think if, if we would have had two episodes of that and then the rest in the present, we would have been better off. But this simultaneous storytelling has not benefited the series as much as I thought it was going to at the start. Um, so going forward, if they can turn the ship around and make Boba Fett, the present day stuff work better. Cool. If they can't just give me Mandalorian back. Yeah. It's interesting. You say that with the, um, you know, the two different timelines. And I wonder about the release schedule that they did too. They released one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if they did two or three at a time and they, you know, they, they, instead of doing the back and forth for every episode, they did, you know, one episode in the past, go all the way up um, and then, you know, do another one uh, where it's all the present stuff. And then the third one um, and then do the fourth, uh, like uh, the fourth episode on its own week and mm-hmm. the one, two, three being re- released in one at a time. I wonder how that would have, uh, have uh, affected things. Um, you know, everyone's doing it. Peacemaker did it with the three episodes. We've seen that even the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Yeah. I've done done the two and three episode thing, so I wonder about why um, Boba Fett didn't do that. I wonder if it's just because of scheduling, um, but I wondered how it would have worked um, storytelling wise if they if they did it more than uh, did the one and two, three, or just just one and two. Do you think that would have helped with those first couple episodes of Boba? It probably would have. I think that's actually not a bad idea, but I think part of it is, and this is just my own theory. I think they want th- their schedules to be. MCU series, Star Wars series, MCU series, they want to go back and forth. And I don't think that the MCU series was ready yet when they were scheduling things. So they, they kind of play this one by ear, and that's why we get the one episode. That's just my guess, though. And so, yeah, now there is going to be a break for a while. How many There's how many episodes of Boba left? There, I keep next forgetting it. I think next one's five. Is it seven so episodes one, total? So that means, and we think the next... TV show would be uh, March 30th with Moon Knight. Right, that's um, the next one. Well, so there is going to be a break in between, so it's going to be interesting how it all ends and um, how they draw it out um, and how they schedule this Mandalorian and Boba Fett and what it leads into. I, like I said, we're wondering where it all goes. Zeddy in the comments says seven episodes, mm-hmm. so that means there's three left. Um, three. It'll well, be no, interesting. We, this, was the fifth was this one just five, so there's two left. Six yeah, and seven two. left. Um, so two weeks left. It'll be interesting what they lead into. Are we leading into Mando season three? Um, is there going to be an Ahsoka mention? Uh, oh, that'd be you cool. Know, you know, we see we saw Ahsoka in season two of, of Mandalorian, and we know that she's coming up. And then um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, we'll see where that goes. You know, Mandalorian season three isn't the next Star Wars property. There's still yeah. three yes. more becoming before that, I think, with um, uh, Andor, Kenobi, and Ahsoka. Year? Well, I know it's coming before um, season three of Mandalorian. Okay, uh, I, I think Mandalorian uh, is like later, like Christmas or October to December, some at some point. Okay, but I don't think Ahsoka yeah. is this year. Oh, really? Okay, so maybe I'm wrong, but it'll be interesting how they lead, how they lead it. Sure, and uh, that's very highly possible that that <laughs> could be the thing. Um, you know, so we know that you know the big surprise after the Mandalorian season two was the Book of Boba Fett reveal. Um, so mm-hmm. I wonder what the big you know reveal is for this one what we're going to lead into next. And, you know, we got two episodes left and, 
you know, I think it's going to be a, you know, a Mando show with a little bit of Boba mixed in. You know, Zeddy in the comments says that he it's a prime example of Boba not being a better or he's, him being a better supporting character um, rather than leading his own show. So maybe that's going to be the thing at the latter half of the season is that Boba is kind of moving off to the side and the, the grander story of Mandalorian um, and, and Grogu are going to take over. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how, it, especially if they salvage the series, because, you know, one ep- one good episode out of five doesn't make a good season for me. Um, even if it was a really, really good episode, I, I'll still have a negative, you know, taste in my mouth or a bad taste in my mouth for those first four episodes. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes from here for sure. I didn't hate the first four episodes, though. I, I liked one and two. Three was okay. Four, I just had a problem sitting through. So I'm kind of like half, I guess, almost 50-50 on it. I think I liked the one out of the four. It was just the uh, the train episode. Um, that, was cool. that was that was my favorite one. And it just kind of just kind of became blah. We talked about that last week when we finally mm-hmm. first got into um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. So uh, how about movies? Do you watch any movies this week? No, actually, I didn't. I don't think I did. Did I? No movies, eh? Uh, I, I was about the same. I didn't watch any movies this week either. I was stuck in TV land. Uh, yeah, Euphoria kind of took up. Whenever I sat down to watch something, I was watching yeah. Euphoria. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the uh, the first part or part uh, first seven uh, episodes of Ozark um, on Netflix with Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. And uh, it's a really good show. Chris, I don't think you've seen it. No. Um, it's like Breaking Bad almost. And I know you were kind of late to the party with Breaking Bad as well. <laughs> um, so if you're if you're interested in that kind of uh, story again, you should definitely check out Ozark. It's great. Um, and I started watching, or I didn't start watching, but I continued watching um, 1883. Um, it's the cowboy show with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Didn't um, know that existed. <laughs> it's a prequel series to Yellowstone, the Kevin Costner TV show. Oh, okay. Um, Tim McGraw plays Kevin Costner's great great grandfather, I think. Um, so it's about the the Dutton family, which is Kevin Costner's John Dutton, um, you know, making their stake in Montana um, in the Old West, eighteen eighty three. It's got Sam Elliott in it because um, oh, cool. it's a cowboy show. So of course it has Sam Elliott in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's on Paramount, Paramount Plus mm-hmm. streaming service. Um, I definitely check it out. Zeddy in the comments, I know is a big Yellowstone guy. Um, you know, Yellowstone, one of the most popular shows that no one talks about because everyone over 50 watches it and they don't tweet about it on, on the internet. So, um, if you, if you haven't watched Yellowstone, I definitely recommend that. Um, but 1883 is a better show. Um, season one, I've just finished episode four. It's better than season one of the Yellowstone, which is also its best season. Um, I was also really worried about, you know, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill being in it. I was kind of curious about that. What is that? Yeah. Like? Yeah. So it, I thought it was going to be really, really distracting. Um, I'd only seen Tim McGraw in one thing, which was The Blind Side uh, mm-hmm. with Sandra Bullock. And, you know, he was fine in that. Um, but he's really got a starring role in this one. But they're not distracting at all. They're very good. Um they're given great material. They're not asked to do too much because, you know, they are, um, you know, musicians at heart. They're not, you know, actors uh, per se, um, but they feel right at home with what they're, what they're given. Um, it's a great show. It's about, you know, family legacy um, and a lot of loss 
a whole crap ton of loss. Sam Elliott's crying in every episode or beating the crap out of somebody with the butt of his gun. Um, I mean, that doesn't sound bad. I think <laughs> no, I like it that. doesn't sound good. Sounds so if cool you're into, man. yeah, if you're into Westerns, um, even if you're not into Westerns, you know, it's, it's a really good show. Um, I'm hooked on it. I, uh, you know, Taylor Sheridan is the one who created it. He created Yellowstone as well. Mm-hmm. He also created the show, the mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner. That's out now too. It's a really good show. Um, but he's, you know, he's a, you know, Taylor Sheridan wrote and directed, um, wind river with Elizabeth Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen and Jeremy Renner again. Um, it's a great movie. Um, he did hella high water with Chris Pine and I've heard that's great. Ben, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, his name. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly who it is. That, that, I can't um, ever remember his last name, but I know it's Angel from X-Men 3. That's right. I know his name's Ben. Um, I can't remember his last name. Anyway, so that's what I got into this week. More TV show. Binged uh, part one of Ozarks um, just to get it over with. And now I don't know how long I have to wait until season or the second half of um, this season. It's the final season. Um and that was pretty much it. Saga took up most of my uh, my week, and I didn't really feel my, like uh, reading too much else. Um, not that there, you know, anything was really grabbing my attention anyways. You know, start of the year um, for comics is usually not the hottest, um, you know, the biggest titles. They've been solid for sure. Um, just, just you know, nothing's really grabbed me um, and really grabbed my attention big-wise. You know, the big two. I know we've, we've been talking about indie stuff more lately. Uh, on the four episodes that we've uh, we've done so far, um, so that's kind of a cool trend that we've got going on. But the big the big two haven't really been grabbing me uh, my attention too too much. Um, that's not a bad thing either. But uh, they will. Yes. That, oh, I'm sure they will. They. You should they check out that, that Wolverine book. I think I should. Well, uh, yeah, just to see what it's about. Um, it's it's you interesting. Know. You might need a little catch up, but it's interesting. See, that's that's what I'm worried about. Not the comment. <laughs> I'll have to tell you about it. I'm worried about Google that. It. I'm worried about that Krakoa ketchup that I have to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, because <laughs> I mean, hypothetically, you kind of need to read Inferno, but uh, we can just catch up on it. Uh, Grab was, was asking about Human Target. This is on my list because I've been hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Have you read this yet, Emmett? I read, I read the first two, I think, and I kind of just stopped after that. Um, okay. Tom King sometimes is a lot of work. Just to get through a, um, you know, he's such a serious writer, not in the material or the, the subject matter. Sometimes he's a goof. Sometimes he's stupid and funny, um, but he's just, it's, it's, it takes a lot of my attention to read a Tom Cook, uh, Tom King issue sometimes. Um, Human Target, no different because of how good it is. Mm. And it's beyond good. It's, it's so good. <laughs> I have to check it. It's on my list, but I just haven't got to it yet. Mm. That I still haven't read Kingdom Spies number two yet either. I forgot. I yeah, I, I forgot to pick that one up after again how good uh, issue one was. I kind of lost where issue two came out. When was that? Issue that two was out the week before. I think. Mm. I think it was a week before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just been getting um, sidetracked with other stuff. I decided to read the Lemire Moon Knight run again. I uh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I read some X Men stuff, some random indies. So I, I've been reading just a bunch of crap, and I, you know, forgetting certain stuff. I mean, I still have not read Imposter or Robin and Batman. That's nuts that you haven't read the Imposter yet. I'm surprised you haven't got around to that one yet. 
I will say it's so, nine is night, but it's probably not. Yeah, it's not. No, just so don't lie I to think, yourself. <laughs> no, I want to watch Peacemaker. I still didn't get to do that this week. I didn't do that either. I was going to last night. Um, I was going to watch uh, Peacemaker, and then I was going to watch Superman and Lois. My power went out at 6 o'clock, and it didn't come back on again until 11, so I didn't get a chance to to watch either. I watched uh, Superman and Lois this afternoon, um, but I didn't get a chance to watch Peacemaker. Hopefully, I can watch it um, tomorrow night. Peacemaker's I'm sure it's great. It's been good. Uh, yeah, I have no doubt that it is. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I want to get to that, and I kind of want to rewatch Logan. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think what's, I want to rewatch. What's Logan. bringing that on? I just love Wolverine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's time to reread. And plus, I read the the Wolverine books. Like, hey, you know what? It's time. It's time. Yeah. It's it's been yeah. a little while. Let's let's revisit this. <laughs> I, when I watched it, um, I think I watched it early last year. I forgot how good it was. Um, darn, damn, it's a good movie. Um, My only complaint is the ending. Him dying? Kind of. Why? Well, because I feel like out of all the Hugh Jackman performances we got, which were all good, I, I don't complain on him. Even Origins, he's fine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they didn't do a lot of stuff with him that I that I as a fan wanted to see. You know, like we never got Omega Red. We, oh, okay. we the most meaningful version of Sabretooth we had was in Origins, yeah. and they're <laughs> they're like buddies at the end. Yeah. So I don't know. I it just kind of felt like, oh, okay, so we're ending here. We just fast forward to Old Man Logan mm. and forget all the in between. I get that. Um, we can always hope that uh, that uh, Kevin Feige brings about a, a new Wolverine tale, the young Lord. Wolverine. Lauren's asking when I'm doing a Logan cosplay. Uh, I kind of do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I specific, like my when I wear my denim jacket. I was at a birthday party the other night. Like I didn't know you liked denim. Like, well, I'm trying to be Wolverine. So <laughs> he's my spirit animal. Okay, right. He kind of is. Cigars, <laughs> denim jacket. I wear a lot of flannel. It works. That's right. <laughs> what, what else do you need to become Logan? Probably just. The, attitude which i don't really have but we'll work yeah i was gonna say you don't have that the jerky attitude no we'll work on it though i did buy a ted lasso shirt today so that kind of offsets it too what was on the shirt it just said it's believe it's uh the sign believe oh you can just wear that all the time that's gonna yeah it's gonna offset my my logan cosplay (laughs) well actually i guess that's the fox logan he is gentler in fox fox's movies yeah (laughs) It's a work in progress. It's everything's a work in progress. Okay, guys, that's what we read and watched this week. Uh, let us know in the comments. We've already got some good ones in there, guys. But let us know what else you've been up to. Um, so our poll from last week, um, we wanted to know about you know a little bit about comic accuracy or complete accuracy in anything in movies, um, TV shows. So how do you prefer to see your favorite characters and stories from comics, novels, games, etc., apted to film or TV. Do you like, do you need complete accuracy? Or can we just throw on some makeup and call him the Joker? So we had four options that, uh, you know, I was I was actually really surprised about this one, Chris. I was surprised about the runaway winner. People just wanted to see a good story. Yeah. Uh, one at, is... Yeah, one at 79%. Uh, matters most. Uh, keep what works and what you guys read uh, mm-hmm. all tied at 6.9%. For a second, uh, I, I forgot that was one of the choices. And I was yeah. like, what did I put? Yeah. <laughs> I like, what did I miss? Yeah. I was, I was thinking maybe you couldn't think of a fourth option. So then you just put, no, wait, you guys read? 
that's fun. <laughs> Did anybody uh, so what you, that? What's that? Did anybody pick that option? Well, six somebody six point nine percent of somebody did. So All right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think, Chris? What do you think about the idea that you know somebody can come into your maybe one of your favorite properties or maybe not your favorite properties and put their own spin on things, or do they have to keep what has always been and should be? So, this is kind of a tricky question, I think, because <clears throat> there's there's so there's several projects being filmed or coming out soon that I'm mm -hmm. interested in, most of them are adaptations. So you look at one end of the spectrum with like the Batman, where it looks like it's going to be very comic book accurate, I'm all in on that. But mm -hmm. then on the other side of the spectrum, you have the new interview with the Vampire TV series that's coming, mm. which looks like they're just taking the characters' names and slapping mm -hmm. on them on some actors and doing their own story. That's right. So I kind of look at it as, yeah, I want a good story, but at the same time, I want to. <laughs> I see that, Eric. <laughs> I want to know that these are the characters I'm familiar with, or you know, like to give an example, in the interview with the Vampire TV series, they've moved the timeline up to, I think it's 1910 now is when it starts. Okay. 1910 or 1920. Louis mm -hmm. is no longer a plantation owner. He is now a owner of a brothel. Yeah. Which is a very jarring thing to do with him. Yeah. I don't really care for that. <laughs> and then they've also cast like his entire family. Don't really know what that's about either. Mm -hmm. um, they've cast Claudia as an adult actress. Okay. So the, the point I'm making is I, I like a mix. If I can get some accuracy and a good story, I'm happy. Um, even when something doesn't look the most accurate, I'm going to give it a chance. Just like that series. I'm going to give it a chance. If I like it, I like it. But for me, it really does come down to just tell me a good story, I guess. At the end of the day, as long as I like it, I'm happy. Yeah, so the two things that you mentioned to me there were the Batman and Interview with the Vampire, two of your most favorite things. Right. Um, and I think that's, you know, mostly where it comes down to when we do care. If we don't care as much about the IP or their property, do whatever the hell you want for, for it as long <laughs> as the story is good. But if something, you know, is such, you know, close to your heart and, you know, close to your, you know, your mentality, basically you view as a fan, like interview of the vampire is for you changing things. Um, I can totally understand how that would, um, you know, upset you or make you wary about what is to come. Mm. Um, I understand that for sure. Yeah. And I, I think that's the spectrum that we kind of deal with because in the case of, again, the Batman, it's Batman. They're not changing everything about it. They're going to have their own takes, but it's still Batman at the end of the day. That's the thing with most comic book properties, but then you look at like other book adaptations and they do try to reinvent the wheel. So it, it, that's really when it comes to, is this even a good story anymore? And if it is a good story, why did they take, you know, the source material and just kind of chuck it? Mm -hmm. Why don't you just do your own thing, you know? Yeah, I, I like that idea. Well, like, why does it have to be you know, exactly what do you want? Why can't you take the one thing? Like, if you like one story from something, it's like, oh, I like that idea, but I hate, you know, 85% of the the idea of the character or mm -hmm. the accuracy of the character. Let's just change it. Well, why don't you just make something completely different then? Um, you know, and, you know, when you see something as it should be, that feeling is kind of an unmatched feeling as well. Like, re re or not recently, but, you know, at DC Fandom, we saw our first look at Black Manta from... Yeah. for Aquaman 2. He looks exactly 
like he should like he does in the comic books and you know it's kind of a rejoiceful moment where like aha they did it you know they 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 didn't screw it up they didn't make him you know put a different helmet on him or they didn't uh you know change it in some way they just made it exactly how it looks in the comics um and i think they're you know you also have to take in the idea that you have to embrace it you have to embrace that this guy's wearing a giant helmet on his head that looks like giant bug eyes right Um, you have to kind of accept that you know the fans who who care about this stuff they care about that helmet because it's been his helmet for you know however many years um you know when you take it to the flip side when you do the bad um and eric summers in the comments is taking me exactly where i want to go with the huntress thing and you know birds of prey basically the entire character any any character in birds of prey um you know there's cassandra kane um you know even black canary or huntress they don't look like how they um, are portrayed or have always been portrayed in, in, in the comic books or in TV shows or what have you. So, you know, it, it's a give and take about, you know, our favorite characters or who we think are our favorite characters, our favorite properties, um, and how they either take the twist on it where I want to do something different like they do with Birds of Prey and then it, with Aquaman, I want to do it exactly like it is in the comic book. So, you know, everyone does it a different way. There's no act, there's, you know, even the complete accuracy the 100% accuracy has changed a little bit. Um, nothing, I don't even know, maybe you can answer if anything translate 100% over. Um, you know, it's, it'd be hard to tell, like, if, if, if something is exactly 100% how it is in comic books or old TV shows or cartoons or anything like that. I think there's always a need for a little bit of a tweak. Um, well, some things just can't translate, and that's kind mm-hmm. of the way it is. There's a lot of stuff that you just cannot put on a screen, whether it's you know, you need too much character buildup or it just doesn't look good. Like, again, Wolverine. I love Wolverine. I don't need to see him in yellow spandex on screen. I don't need it. Right. If he's in yellow armor of some sort, okay, let's see how it looks, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I know that's not going to work that well. And I, I think that's, you know, there, like Eric said, and I, I think it's a common thing, there has to be a balance, I think, between mm-hmm. having a vision that works and obliterating the source material. <laughs> there needs to be some kind of balance for a, a fan. Now, if you're not a fan of the property, you know, to begin with, like if you're a newcomer or you just want to see what it is, yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Cause you, you know, you might find the version you like the best, you know, it might set the bar for you. And that's, that's great. Like someone who watches birds of prey, for example, maybe they've never seen Huntress or they don't know who black right. canary is. Mm-hmm. They watch that and say, Oh, this is amazing. I need to go see what else there is. Or maybe they like Ewan McGregor's Black Mask, and they find, mm-hmm. oh wait a minute, this is kind of jarring now. <laughs> yep. Um, you know. Yeah, one Any, of the biggest things. Sorry, Chris, go ahead. I was going to say anything that gets people once they like it enough, if they want to go back and look at this horse material, I think that's still a win, no matter what it is. Yeah, and I wonder if that's the real reason for the changes, the the alterations of you know, something that's true blue, you know, are they trying to open it up to a wider audience? Mm-hmm. Is that, is that really what we think the attention or what the attention should be? Yeah, I think, I think so. so too. I, I think, you know, we talked about this before, but you have to welcome new fans to anything. If you're not welcoming, welcoming new fans, then you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. That's the way. And, I think. Yeah. And I think, and, and overall, if, if they're telling a good story, as long as it works out in the end, I'm okay with whatever they want to do. Right. Um, you know, and it's an interesting thing. Um, the poster behind me, Watchmen, 
um, Zack Snyder changed one of the biggest things about the comic books with the ending, with the uh, the alien that comes through, right? Mm-hmm. And how how much that worked for the movie, and how you know for so many years, you know the 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 comic book that was deemed unfilmable, and one of the reasons was because of the ending, um, how they changed it for Watchmen, and how much it worked mm-hmm. uh, with the changing. But then fast forward to the TV show where they left the idea of it's a sequel to the book, not to the movie. Um, how they left the idea of this squid in to the to the TV show and how that worked too. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. As long as it's good, it'll it'll that's how it'll work. That's yeah. that's how that's how it wins. Is if it if it if it if it's good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Sin City um, pretty accurate as well? The movie is incredibly accurate. Hmm. It's it's basically panel for panel sometimes. That's that's what I heard, but I, I, you know, I'm not really a big Frank Miller guy, so I never wanted to read Sin City, but I do kind of like the movie. Yeah, I, I recommend reading the Sin City series; it's outstanding. Um, and yeah, the, the there's parts from um, the Yellow Bastard, um, A Hard Goodbye, and A Dame to Kill for, mm-hmm. um, which are panel for panel, um, like perfect shots from from the comics. Um, and that's how they, you know, they change some things, um, but like the the, the dialogue. The, and the paneling is, yeah, it's word for word and panel for panel sometimes. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I, yeah, well, it is look, cool. I may read it one day, but I don't know. It's like <laughs> Frank Miller, I don't know. Yeah, um, no, Gravs it's hard, has it's a hard question. to get past it sometimes. Gravs has, brings up a point and has a question. Sometimes it's the actors, actresses, didn't Halle Berry demand more screen time, screen time for Storm in the movies, taking away from the Phoenix? Yes, that is like a behind-the-scenes rumor. Um, I was actually reading something the other night. I forgot when. Um, oh, I was watching X-Men's Last Stand for some reason. It was one of those movies I just put on the background. And uh, I was watching it like here and there. Which, by the way, the Danger Room sequence is okay. better than all two hours of X-Men Apocalypse. I said what I said. Ooh. But um, <laughs> anyway, yes, Halle Berry almost didn't do X-Men 3 because mm-hmm. she was tired of being a background character. And then to get her to sign on, they said, okay, well, now you're going to be leader of the team, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, they yes. killed off Scott, right? Yeah, so that is a thing. Yeah, the actors do um, want certain things, or even Margot Robbie with Birds of Prey. That's kind of like her baby, right? And it is the way it is. A lot of beca- a lot of because of what she suggested. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, she's yeah, a she, star producer and everything. Yeah, she wanted to make it her own way and make it accessible to a lot of different people, or they tried to make it more accessible to the the non comic book people. I think, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, it, some say it worked and some say it didn't, I guess. I like it. I like it too. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is our poll um, for last week, guys. Uh, we did not do a poll for this week. Uh, well, we kind of did. We did. I forgot we, today. You didn't do the poll today, but we still do have a poll up on our Twitter account right now, guys. And we want to know how you want to consume our show. Do you like just watching on the YouTube uh, in the live version, or do you want it in an audio version as well? Um, so if you're watching right now or you're watching later, um, let us know how you want to consume um, our stuff going forward. We may still have something scientific coming anyway. We'll see. Yeah, Chris Chris will be upset that he forgot that. Uh, I completely forgot. It, it's been a day. I completely uh, forgot. About an hour before our show, I, I went to look at it and I'm like, oh, Chris didn't do it. I guess he guess he wasn't feeling this one. I didn't want to really. You no, know, we'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's uh, that's it for the poll. Not much to talk about for the poll. 
um, this week, guys. But what we do want to talk about, um, and it's kind of something that blends into last week, it blends into the week before, and that's the idea about hype, about building something up in your head so much that it either hurts for you or makes it better. Um, you know, uh, Chris, we're talking about the Batman constantly. We were talking about Batgirl and how excited we were for that for about leaks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hyping ourselves up for a um, a, a suit pick um, for Leslie Grace's Batgirl. Um, you know, there's no bigger uh, movie that's coming out uh, in the next two you know two months, month and a half than the Batman. Uh, tickets go on sale February 10th. That's going to be an important day. Just to look forward to that. Any piece of the Batman that comes out, we are all over, unless you're not watching it, which is what Chris is doing. He's shutting himself off. But that doesn't mean that he's not hyped up for for Batman. (laughs) So, Chris, how do you control your hype? Do you control your hype? Um, Do you think hype affects how you consume the product after you've seen it? I think hype is uh, it's a beast. It really is. Because the way I think a lot of us consume media in general, because on, on Twitter, it's constantly being talked about. It's hard to avoid. Now, if you're not on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, which to me is rocket science, but if you're not on social media, you know, I think it's easier for you to avoid these type of things. But when you are and you're into it like we are, it's constantly around, you know? And so you just kind of get caught up in it sometimes. And I, I believe the problem with it can be that we build it up so much in our minds that it's got to have this. It's got to be that nothing else will do if it falls short of this. Well, I'm not going to like it. You know, if Wolverine doesn't say bub, well, then I'm walking out of the theater. Yeah. If the Batman doesn't ask where something is, I'm walking out of the theater. <laughs> you know, these are things that I, I think we hype up as fans. And it's best not to get caught up in the hype, but it's hard not to. Plus, the hype is some of the fun. That that's and that's the that's the thing. It's very hard not to get excited for things you're excited about. Exciting things are exciting. So to try and then you know not to be excited, and that that also affects your enjoyment of something as well. Saying okay, you know, I I shouldn't think about this. I I, I shouldn't get get myself excited because then I don't want to. Um, you know, uh, overhype it where it can't meet my expectations. Um, that's a very hard thing. Um, hype is good. I think mm-hmm. that's what we as fans, that's why we talk about things all the time. You know, in our group chat, um, Chris, we talk about things. We are hyped about things. That's what we bond over. That's what everyone here in these comments are, you know, bonding over. Um, and I think Grabs hits it right on the head. Being excited for something makes all the sense in the world, but being unreal, unrealistic with expectations about what those characters are then going to do in said movie or TV show or comic book, I think that's where you get um, you get hurt. Just so putting I, un, un, unrealistic expectations in your in your own head. I shouldn't walk out if he doesn't say "bub." I guess exactly. You shouldn't you shouldn't go into something that you're excited about and build a hype in your head that if something doesn't happen in this. I will be upset. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the wrong way of doing it. But being excited, saying Leslie Grace's Batgirl looks awesome. I'm. I really hope. I love it. I hope it leads into everything that I want it to be, and I hope it's the biggest movie in the whole wide world. I think that stuff's great. Um, I think being excited for things, being hyped for things, is what keeps fans going. It keeps. It is. Um, 
you know, keeps us coming back for more, keeps us buying those tickets. As Zeddy says in the comments, he's buying all the tickets in the world for the Batman opening. He's buying his entire row just so he can say that he did it, I guess. But, you know, being excited about things is great. And, and wanting more things is great. Wanting things to be good is great. I, mm-hmm. I see no issue with that whatsoever. No, I agree. It's it's fun. It really is. It's fun to wait for the new trailer or the new poster and to get that first glimpse. And, you know, this is another thing. As fans, we didn't have this kind of environment, let's say, 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Even, let's say, when the Spider-Man movies were coming out, the Raimi ones, and was it 2002, I think, is the first one? Yeah. I might be wrong on that. But, you know, you didn't have a community to say, hey, did you guys see the poster? Hey, did you watch the trailer yet? Um, mm-hmm. Did you see Green Goblin's look? We didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Now we do, and it's great to take advantage of that and enjoy it with each other, you know? And the marketing and, you know, the studios, they know that. They know we get ourselves hyped. They know a mm-hmm. little, you know, 10-second clip of Robert Pattinson standing in his suit with red and black and some, you know, uh, music over top of it. They know that that will get us idiots hyped up for an entire year. or hour Exactly. I was like, look at the collar, it's badass. Exactly. Like, and they they understand hype too, and then mm-hmm. and they know how to ma- manipulate it as it's well. It's a tool. Uh, it's a tool. Exactly right. So uh, it's a hype tool. Um, change engine, change hype engine. Um, confused what? by hype. Is that the Man of Steel thing? Yeah, change engine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I have no problem with that, but I also understand that putting um, too much hype on something might affected as well and you know i think we might have talked about this a while ago before the batman trailer started to come out um if we were putting too much emphasis on it um Mm -hmm. you know it it, you know and this idea about box office is another thing if we're putting too many expectations i think expectation we have to put a line between what expectations are and what hype and excitement is as well and i wonder if that needs to be a a conversation about you know separating the two and i think that's that's an important conversation as well it is but i think when we're talking you know just even just you and i it's hard to separate expectations and hype these days because you are so excited for something and you want it to be good and there's things that you want to see as a fan and i think that just goes with the territory yeah i think you have to yeah you do have to accept that and that and like you said we were talking about before studios know this they know they're trying to overhype us sometimes so controlling ourselves being like okay i know what they're trying to do and you know with trailers they use it as a tool and they sometimes use it as a misdirection tool um you know marvel is pretty famous for this for showing things in their trailers that aren't in movies mm-hmm. to get us more hype for things you know they they use it against us in some way um which is a, an interesting conversation to have about that as well about you know as you know studios using hype as a, as a tool and sometimes lying to us with hype I also think it's fun when you have some low expectations for something and then you go in and see it and you like, you absolutely love it. That's what happened yep. to me with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right. I had really low expectations because I didn't like the trailers. I didn't like what I heard about the movie. But then when I saw it, I was in love with it. <laughs> you know, it's one of my favorite movies of last year, but mm-hmm. I did not expect to enjoy it, you know, anywhere near as much as I did. And on the flip side of that, being overly hyped for it myself, and then when the credits rolled, being like in a sense of relief, being like, "Oh, thank God, this movie was good." <laughs> yeah. Because if it was if it was bad and I didn't like it, 
you know how how upset I would have been because I, I I built it up so much in in my head. So you know there, there's the duality and the and the, uh, the the two sided coin to that uh, to that conversation as well. Like you know you put it in in the in the title, Chris. You know hype is a beast. It's it's a scary one. It can be. Yeah, <laughs> it can be scary, but it's fun still. You know it's part For of it. Sure. I, I don't. And, and again, we have the community to share it with each other. So yeah. why not? And I think that's the best part about it. We could share these things and talk about it and just have a good time together. I mean, that's why mm-hmm. we do the show. We just get the bullshit about stuff. Yeah, bullshit about things we're excited about. You know, we spent the first half hour of the show talking about something, things we were excited about from this past week. Yeah. Um, so um, so let's end the show, actually, Chris, with what we're excited about coming up this week. Anything um, caught your eye um, that's coming out this week that you're excited about? This week? You know, I don't even know what's coming out comics wise. I'm excited for the book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I am looking. I am looking for another episode of Superman and Lois, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, actually, Ghostbusters is on in 4K this this week, so I'm looking forward to picking that up. Oh, Grabs awesome. <laughs> says I sound like I was anti Ghostbusters. I I'm not. I love Ghostbusters, so that's I had to see it, but I mm-hmm. was just I just didn't have high expectations. Um, but yeah, I think that's all I'm really looking forward to. I don't really know what's coming out comic-wise this week. I haven't. Yeah, I'm least. looking at the list right now. Um, there's the new X Lies of Wolverine. Okay, uh, I'll be reading two that. Is coming. Yeah. Is out. Um, you haven't caught up on Dark Knights of Steel yet, but number issue number four is coming out. I bought them all, but I haven't read them. Um, yeah, and then also there's the uh, 80 page um, Geiger um, number one that kind of breathes life into the expansion of this Mad Ghost Studios um, universe that Jeff Johns and uh, co are creating. Um, so that's coming out this week. So hopefully we get some more insight into what's next for the Geigerverse. Um, yeah, and um, Eric, I think he's the second time he's mentioned Detective Comics. I think he's, he's a, a big, big fan. fan. Big fan, um, for sure. And who's, who's not of, uh, of Detective Comics, for sure. Juan, is that true about uh, Taylor Sheridan uh, <laughs> co-creating Gilmore Girls? I'm going to have to look that up. If when, it is, I'll have to tell my wife. She'll love when, that. When you say Taylor Sheridan, I keep thinking Tyler Sheridan, who played Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, not him. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, that's why my mind keeps going, oh, Cyclops did something. Wait, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, no, he didn't. Uh, Grab says New Burn is coming. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, that, it's an image comic um, okay. written by – is that written by Zdarsky? grabs it might be um it's kind of a neo-noir um type of story it's it's pretty good yep grabs actually mentioned a book to me last night it's it's about um santa claus as an immortal being looking for his naughty list what it sounds <laughs> yeah it sounds really cool so i'm gonna have to check that out in april yeah that sounds bananas yeah i'll, I'll send you the link so grab showed it to me last night it looks pretty cool nice <laughs> and it is a darcy uh lauren and grabs confirmed Cool, cool. Um, yeah, so I'm actually excited. I'm going to be there'll be because I didn't watch Peacemaker last week. I'll be watching two episodes of Peacemaker this week, which is kind of a uh, cool thing. And yeah, um, I'm excited to see where Superman and Lois is going. Um, like you said, you and Zeddy uh, have the world's finest that you guys do over on the Vigilante 1939 YouTube channel. So make sure everyone who's watching this, make sure you head over there right after this show and uh, hit some uh, like buttons on that as well. Um, they kind of took a turn with the thing that was underneath the mine. Um, went into a very interesting place. 
Um, a very bizarre place. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where that goes uh, for sure. So next week, do you think you should try British accents like the Moon Knight trailer? No, 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 no. No? Okay. No, okay. I, I, I'm I, terrible at impersonations, accents, okay. everything. I just thought um, I'd ask. No, no, no. That's okay. we're, we're putting that one to bed, my friend. Okay. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's uh, what we got coming up for this week. Like uh, I kind of mentioned, no comics are a little slow. They're kind of just coming out. There's no big, the big things are, are still yet to come, stuff we don't know about. Um, I think that's the same with the movies. You know, Spidey, No Way Home is still dominating the box office. Uh, it's uh, it's creeping up on, is it Avatar, I saw? I think it's 24 million from Avatar. Craziness, man. Yeah, it's nuts. People are eating this movie, and rightfully so. It's awful. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I know you. I know you don't love it, but I'm a big fan. That's okay. Did you see Scream? I have not seen Scream yet. Okay, yeah. So our movie theaters open up um, tomorrow, actually. So I'm hoping to see Scream probably sometime, hopefully by the end of the week, uh, with a friend of mine. So I'm gonna try to get to it. To, I'm gonna try to get to it this week, but I'm not positive. <laughs> we'll nice, see how nice. it goes. But I'd like to see it. I'm a big Scream fan. So right on. All right, Chris. Let's head on out of here, man. Uh, hit us up with some plugs. Hey, you guys can follow me on Twitter at thatchris70. As you can see, it's conveniently painted right here now instead of the uh, the text box. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy, again for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would prefer you guys follow us at G of the Geeks on Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. And if you, if you like, give us a like. That'd be cool, too. You don't have to, but we'd appreciate it. <laughs> Something about the algorithm and whatnot, uh, Emmett knows how to explain it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for laying that one up for me, big fella. Um, I have no idea how to explain it. So I just want to say thank you to everyone in the comments for checking us out. Juan, Zeddy, Lauren, Grabs, Eric. Uh, Al was in the comments for a minute. Cookie, uh, DC Patrol. Patrol. Yeah. Uh, thank everyone. Thanks so much, guys. Um, and if you're watching right now, if you haven't voted for the poll, let us know. Um, if you want the audio version, we can for sure keep putting that out for you guys. If not, uh, we also just, you know, we like we like doing the Sunday show. Uh, it's fun hanging out, like uh, like Lauren says. Um, Chris already said it. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at G of the Geeks. Um, and saying all that for Chris, myself, we gather on Sundays. We gather on Sunday. That's a fun outro. We're going to stick with that.